Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Dan, what are we doing here today? I think we're going to cast some pods. Yeah. Do you remember what the topic is? I do. Okay, cool. Okay, because I just woke up from a nap, I think. I'm not going to say it. I didn't actually wake up. But a lot of people try to like figure it. it out, but they know it because they should we, clicked on it, probably. Should we just start talking through the topic without explaining what it is, and then you guys figure out? You could connect the dots. Maybe. It depends on how well we, how well we draw those dots. <laughs> the question is, can we transition from whatever we do at the beginning of the show to the topic without having the title? Because we always transition with the title. That's going to be the weird part. One of the things that we get the most feedback on from listeners is how well we segue. They're like, <laughs> it's remarkable how smooth every time you guys Not are today. so creative in how you segue from topic to topic and never... We've literally never gotten this feedback. But if somebody would like to leave it, you can go leave a review, and that would be really neat. Best segues. Best segues. It's never a weird thing to pick up. <laughs> it's never been said. Um, I wish I was good at segues. Different segue. Um, I, I feel like I'm usually really, really abrupt. Like, do you just want to do your bad investing advice now? Yeah. Okay. I do. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> Seamless. It's coming at you, so deal with it. All right, if you want to be good at investing, uh, you've got to focus on one thing and get really good at it. Double down, baby. Triple down. Stay in your lane. That's what we do. Right. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. Um, however, um, the take I'm going to take with this today is that you can't just do that. You've got to be looking at a lot of different things and see confluence between them to make sure that you're not too focused on one thing and you're missing the big picture. And you can relate this to real estate, you can relate this to stocks. Um, let's just say, for example, that uh, you want to start getting into investing in stocks, right? So you might say, oh, can you, uh, you can go through and find the best companies with the best balance sheets that pay a dividend, they've got sales increase, all this great, all this great stuff. Um, you can find all these great companies, but the major trend in the market overall is down, right? So do you really want to go and deploy capital My right Facebook now? stock's way up. Yeah, Tell me how that's going in three months. <laughs> I'm already out. Trust me. I'd short it now if I were you, seriously. Um, but no, you, you don't want to just get too hyper-focused on one thing because you might miss the big picture. So for stocks, it might be confluence between the general market trend, like what kind of cycle are we in, and then finding the best stocks. And in real estate, um, it's going to be you know a big delta between where rents are and where they could be. It's going to be location. It's going, to be, it's going to be a whole bunch of different things. So you don't want to get too hyper-focused on one thing and just get too focused. You've got to look at big picture and micro picture. Look at it all. Look at it where, all. Where do you recommend to go to look at stuff? The interwebs. Like Google? <laughs> it depends <laughs> what you're trying to look at. <laughs> uh, you know, stocks. Stocks. <laughs> uh, Finviz, if, that's a good screener, actually, if you want to... Uh, search for companies based on really specific criteria. There's a website called Finviz. 
You can plug in all sorts of different either technical indicators like moving averages or uh, like balance sheet metrics or uh, sales growth or sales declines. Like you can plug all these different things in and it'll just filter it all down to like the, the few that actually meet all your criteria. Mm, interesting. So check it out. It's free, but if you want to pay a couple bucks, you can actually get a lot more, a lot more data. Yeah, I'm not going to pay that. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think one of my favorite quotes is that diversification is a hedge against ignorance. And this isn't necessarily talking about what you're talking about isn't necessarily diversification, but I do think it's, it's to the idea of having a multifaceted viewpoint or perspective as much as possible. Hey, you gotta have a bunch of different variables and they don't always all have to align, but like most of them should. And if everything's aligning, then you know, it's awesome. But if you only have one variable, like it's not that hard for one thing, one box get checked. I can check one box. It's the second yeah, box I, I start to lose focus on. I get distracted real easy. So, so real talk. Yeah. I mean, how do you know? How do I know when I check the box? No. We're transitioning. Oh, this is another segue. Abruptly. All to right. Oh. The topic, which we are not going to introduce. No. How, how do you know? How do you know? How do you, well, there's thirsty. <laughs> like, how do you, episode. how do you know? Because they're thirsty. That's the. Careful. You're really close to. What is that? Isn't that. Okay. Let's just get past this point. Let's just push through. I don't know how to. I know. It's I'm weird. Lost. The listeners are it's like, weird. What is, what's happening here? Okay. You know? So I think the first one would be <laughs> that they seem a little overeager, mm. like a little bit too interested. This has always been a red flag for me. Like when I was dating, like if they're too into me, I'm like, okay, I'm great, yeah. but I'm not that great. Why? Like, why, why are you that into me? Are you crazy? What's wrong I'm with you? I'm not into me. Why are you into me? Yeah, that's a big red yeah. flag. It's like the old, I don't want to be part of any club that would have a member like me. Yeah, was that Groucho Marx? <laughs> Something yeah. like that, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> such a great line. Um, but no, I agree because I've I've noticed this occasionally. It does not happen often, but it's probably going to start happening a lot more. Uh, when something comes onto your desk, um, it's, it's not uncommon for... Uh, somebody to reach out to us that has a property and they want to sell it and there's no broker, but it's, I've noticed it happening more recently. And when they call you back repeatedly, yeah, while you're still looking into it. That's yeah. probably one of the biggest ones. Totally. Um, Cause that's typically been inverted for the last several years. Yeah. And, and tied into that is if they want to move really, really fast. Like again, yeah. when I'm, when I was dating, you know, if somebody wanted to hop into bed or go home like day one, that's usually a really big red flag that makes me go, there's something wrong with you. Um, I'm an old fashioned boy that needs to be wined and dined. Mm -hmm. So the same thing in, in this scenario, if you have a, a person you're trying to purchase a building from and they're, they're just like, I need to get this done. I, this deal needs to close in two weeks or three weeks. Like deals already close really quickly. Mm -hmm. But if they're trying to get it done really fast and they don't have a great reason for it, uh, it usually sets off my alarm bells and makes me think that there's something that's about to happen <laughs> with the property that they just want to be done with as quickly as possible. Yeah. And another one that's a little bit more nuanced, but came specifically from um, the most recent uh, guy that reached out to us that had a, a building he wanted to, uh, to get rid of is that uh, this guy said something that I thought was really interesting, that he was flexible on price and he was flexible on time. If they're flexible on everything, that's yeah. that's scary. Yeah. Like, wait. So, what's your incentive? What What are you out for here? Like, I just want to be out of the deal. Like, okay, that's weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, I and that can be end, true. That know. can be the thing. Sometimes, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you know, there's there's plenty of reasons why something 
might make sense. Maybe they found another opportunity that's more aligned with their parameters that they want to get into. And that there's a, you know, I there's, there's a bunch of reasons, but if you don't have a good story behind why they're trying to bend over backwards to accommodate you, then it's bad. It could be an issue. Uh, another one is, oh God, the, I keep relating these all back to my dating life. Um, mm -hmm. Because they're the similarity similarities. They're probably all the same. If they do not want to, <laughs> I don't know how to say this. <laughs> if they do not want to leave the lights on, so so they don't want to give you any details. They don't want to give you any due diligence. They don't want to give you any documents. They just want to say, "Here's what it is. Trust me." Like they never want to. Yeah. They, they never want to make out with the lights on. Oh, that's uh, no, let's no, I get the real estate one. Let's <laughs> let's dive into the dating one a little bit more here. So okay. they opted out of lights. They always and you thought that was a sign of desperation? Not a des not a desperation, but it always makes me wonder what are you hiding? Oh, right. What's, what's, it's an insecurity. Totally, totally get it. Like I'm not judging. I've been there too. Because I would I would But uh, after like five months, like six months, you're like, what's more, the lights? more is like a, a desperate person. Like hey, just, everything's out there. It's like that. That's maybe know. true too. That's maybe true. I, at least you know exactly what the bill of goods are. Yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of a trade off. Somewhere in the middle is probably where you want to be actually. But uh, on the real estate front, I do agree. That was the other thing I was kind of thinking about uh, before. If, if they're not forthcoming with information. Yes. Uh, we've had sellers like this in the past where they don't want to share uh, rent roll T12, really any data until there's at least an LOI, which is stupid because LOIs are pointless. But I want to say there's been at least a handful of times where uh, people have, have wanted to have a purchase agreement before they disclose information, mm -hmm. which we've always just been like, no, nope, we're out. We've never actually gone down that road. But um, yeah, if they don't want to share anything, yep. then they, they want to get out and there's something to hide. Totally. And, they're probably desperate because either they're they're vacant, no one's paying them, or something, or the building's about to fall apart. I had a, I had another one, which was, and again, I can tie this back to dating uh, because that's I guess just the theme I'm going to run with. Uh, you know, lean you into dated it. a lot of desperate uh, individuals. It sounds like it's all the same person. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I'm it's me. I'm that person. Like oh, uh, yeah, I I'm the crazy one. Okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> hate the lights. Anywho. Um, so I don't know if this one ties directly, but if you're dating somebody and they they kind of ghost you for long periods of time, mm -hmm. where like they're into you and then they're not into you, they're not responding to your texts or your calls, or like I, I called you 22 times and you didn't respond to any of them, that's a red flag for me and also probably a red flag for you because I called you 22 times. So as it pertains to a seller, I would say this this happens more often. I don't they, think anybody should be calling anybody 22 times. Um, That's a lot I of agree. things. I agree. I, you know. No, I'm you, guilty of it. I've done it. Been there. <laughs> yeah, not proud of it. Listen, listener, do not judge me. Do not judge us. You've done you've it. You've done it too. You have been if that crazy dated person. When texting was a thing, you've had one of these things where it's like, a bunch of little blue bubbles. That's it's all, all you. your bubbles. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you wake up in the morning and you, you scroll and you, you just delete You it cringe. You're like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. She's not responding ever again. So, but if it's a seller, I would say maybe that's not a red sign, a red flag actually, because sellers are really. Yeah. I feel like flaky. if I get ghosted, then um, that probably means that either they sold it to somebody else or they don't care about me. But what, what if they, what if they're really, really hot for a little bit, then they ghost us for six months and then they come back out. Cause we've had that too. And then it's like, have they ghosted us or did they get an offer that fell through? Cause that, oh, that's, that's different. That's, that's, there you go. Yeah. 
I mean, they probably they always have a reason. Yeah. Like in their eyes, they're ghosting for a reason. But uh, I, I don't mm-hmm. think if we're taking the dating to seller correlation, that one probably isn't so much of a red flag when it comes to sellers. Probably a red flag when it comes to dating. And I'm just trying to j- pack as much value into this episode for you as possible. So getting both your dating and your real estate advice. You're welcome. Can we get some parenting advice as well? I am the man for that, as you know, because I do Love not babies. have children. Therefore, I have no skin in the game and I can be purely objective. <laughs> All right. I got another one. Okay. Um, and this has happened to us. Uh, when the same property uh, shows up in your desk multiple times over the course of, and we kind of, I already kind of talked about something similar to this where the the same seller keeps coming back to you after you said, this no, is that. when you swipe left on Tinder and yet you, then they come back somehow and you're like, yeah, is that a new like account? created a new profile. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's one thing for a seller to reach out. You tell them, Hey, I can't for whatever reason. And then they come back like a month later and say, Hey, just wanted to check in and see if like, that's one thing. Yes. That means they're desperate. But when you have the same building show up on your desk multiple times over a year or more, mm. and this happened with that one in Lawrence Park, yep. um, like when something takes over a year to sell, um, that even seller if the guy's not something being happened. outwardly desperate in his behavior, like you know he's desperate. If he's been trying to sell for a year and hasn't done it, that's it's not a good situation. If, if the deal can't get closed in a year, the, the common denominator there is the seller. It's probably the seller's crazy. Yep. Just saying. Just going to put it out there. Crazy and or desperate. So so those are those that's, that's all I got really. I don't know if I have any more dating advice or real estate, whichever one you tuned in for. I don't know. At this point. At this point it's probably mostly dating. Yeah. Um I feel like you guys learned a lot more about me and my, my yeah. dating um years. Luckily I haven't been single in over half a decade, so um that's a weird way of saying that, but <laughs> oh I got one more. Uh if a seller's lying to you, there's one thing to withhold information, but if you catch them outright presenting false information. Totally. The the one there is if they're cheating on you. If you catch them cheating on you, like you they're have it under contract. Attention. Yeah, if you have it under contract and then you find out that they're bringing other people onto the property and touring and stuff like that, that's a... Guys, you deserve better from your seller and from your Tinder date. Don't accept cheaters. Yeah, if you have it under contract and they're actually showing it, then I mean, you'd be crazy, you right? Wanted to. You, I think you have some pr- pretty good recourse there to, I don't know, you'd reverse earnest money? At least know. get your earnest money. Back. <laughs> well, but, I mean, you definitely a, get your earnest money. That's a, just a blatant breach of the contract. Totally. Yeah. So, I'm anyways. sure that happens, though. When you think about, like, and I know this does actually, because not to us, um, but maybe you get the deal under contract at a low number. The guy was an idiot, said yes too soon, gets another offer a month later or a couple weeks later, and now he's trying to back out of it. Yeah. You know, now he's trying to find ways to like break the deal so that yeah. he can take the higher offer. Like, Can't do it. That's a red flag. Yeah. Be careful. So maybe instead of a book reco, since we're fresh out, um, maybe you tell us a, a story from your dating. Your dating life. Oh. I mean, I feel like you got... I feel like you got a couple. I don't know if I have any interesting sure ones, do. honestly. Uh, none that are like, no. I didn't date any crazy people. Sounds like you did. I mean, unless you're just projecting <laughs> all your own behavior. I mean, I've been people. the crazy one. Okay. That's a hundred percent true. Um, no, I, I don't think I have any interesting dating stories and I will take that to the grave. It's false. Gentlemen never, next week, never tells. We're going to bust that bottle of whiskey open and we're going to get to the bottom of this. 
Maybe I'll be in Antarctica. Antarctica. You and Reed have a whole lot of fun. All right. While so. you're in Antarctica, we're going to break into your apartment, steal your diary, and oh. get to the bottom of this. Reed, you with me? Reed said yes. Okay. Just so you guys know, I write my diary in kind of a weird style. So don't, don't. Oh, I got, I got one. It's not a book recommendation. Actually, speaking of diaries. Are you, are you about to recommend my diary to, to the poor people at home? Kind of. I uh, write it in third person. Except it's not, <laughs> it's not your diary. It's actually uh, Pamela Anderson. So, um, <laughs> No. <laughs> Stay with me. Stay with me. Okay. Uh, I'm with you. I actually watched a really good documentary. I was surprised this actually was good. That was it a sex just, tape. No, it just that came one out came out in the early 2000s. <laughs> if Anthony could, he could hush for just a moment Sorry. here. This is actually a really good movie. I was surprised. But uh, Pamela Anderson, A Love Story on Netflix. It's actually really interesting. There's a whole lot more to. There was a shot in there where she was in her bathtub, uh, like listening to a. <laughs> listening, Stay with me. Let's see an audiobook. You know what book was next to her? Uh, Trump book? Art oh. of the Deal? Medi- Passive Investing Oh, no. Sh- she's really? a lot smarter than you think she is. I don't think she's stupid. I've never thought that. I. You said she had a Trump book and a sex tape. Okay, so give her some credit. <laughs> she did have a sex a tape. She's a interesting person. So you guys check out the documentary. It's actually really interesting. And you actually end up feeling pretty bad about her with the whole sex tape thing. What is she so, doing nowadays with her life? No, and I, uh, I, I'm not judging based on that or anything. This. I think that got stolen from her. Like, no, she's been living What you guys do with your own home is like with, uh, Tommy Lee Jones? No, they're divorced, but she lives with Tommy her mom Lee Jones and, uh, on a farm. Oh, and, really? Kind of chilling. Yeah, so... I mean, after Baywatch, it's it all comes downhill. What are you going to do? You can't top that. David Hasselhoff tried. Look how that worked out for him. Not well. He had a sex tape? No, he tried to top Baywatch. Everybody has a, probably a sex tape. Top Baywatch? What do they do? That's what celebrities do. I don't know. Like, Oh, oh, oh. I'm so confused. I thought I was picturing David Duchovny. <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> it's very clear to the listeners at this point that we, you and I, not cultured individuals that no. know very much. And for about the record, this much. episode was um, how do you know when a seller's desperate? We should probably just tell people oh. what it was. That's what it was. So if you're still here, I'm really surprised. Okay, so when I asked you at the beginning of this episode what this one was about, I was asking seriously, and I've been floundering, and that's why I yeah, went. Yeah, you the were talking. Room. You were divulging I, all sorts of secrets. I thought we that's were talking some different topics, but hopefully this brought you guys some entertainment. Probably not a whole lot of value, but maybe some entertainment. Um, maybe it gave you a new documentary to, to watch, you know, with your family and loved ones, uh, documentary. Yeah. With the, Reed, the with your air quotes. quotes. <laughs> um, any, any last, any last words? I Dan? think I've said way too much. You've said far too much as have I. So as soon as you're done with this episode, please delete it. Let's not talk about this one ever again. And we'll see you in the next episode. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.